Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where I hope that you'll gain both the tools you need to grow your business and the motivation you need to create your dream life. I'm Haley Luckadoo, motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, huge lover of Dr. Pepper, and of course, the host who will be introducing you to the phenomenal women sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. Hi, ladies, and welcome back. Before we dive into a new episode, I want to quickly tell you about my partnership with HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an easy-to-use client management platform where you can manage contracts, invoices, and workflows, track your time, create automated processes, and even create a customized portal for your clients to access. It's got everything, and I've partnered up with them to bring you an incredible offer. Just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link in the description to get 50% off your first year subscription. I love using HoneyBook for my business, but I love to save money even more. So if you need a client management software or have considered making the switch to HoneyBook, now is the time. Again, just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link and save yourself $200 while simplifying your life. I promise you will not regret it. Welcome back, ladies. Today, I am talking with Holly Gillen, who is a strategist and a coach for video content, and she works with high-performing ladies to save them time on both sides of the camera. She does this by teaching them the skills that they need to create not just video, but what she calls business cinema, which is the way that she describes next-level video content. Videos that have a plan, a purpose, a strategy, and a system, not just creating videos all willy-nilly, which is exactly what we are going to be talking about today. Today, we are getting Holly's tips, techniques, and advice on how you can create better video content, get more comfortable on camera, and make the entire process easier for yourself with better quality for your audience, which is what we all want. Video marketing and video content is the hot topic right now. So Holly is going to be giving us all of her advice to really up-level your video content and create a better video marketing strategy. Hi, Holly. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited to be here and chat with you today. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, thank you for coming. I am super excited. I know this is a pain point of our audience and of most entrepreneurs. So I am super excited to get all your advice, all your tips, and just take in all of your knowledge. I'm super stoked. Um, but before we do that, can you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got into business and especially how you got into working in video content? Yeah, absolutely. I've been doing this since 2008. So it's been quite a long time, 11 years now. And it started for me way back in Florida. I was living in Florida and I was working as a licensed real estate agent. And And those of us in the United States may remember the housing bubble burst in 2008. And I was like, go from my position and standing at a crossroad. And I was like, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to go get another boring office job, which is totally easy and I could do with my hands tied behind my back? Or 
and be having this conversation with myself 10 years from now? Or do I want to do something that I actually love and I'm passionate about and something that's fun for me and doesn't feel like work? So, you know, I took some time off to figure that out and I was home unemployed and watching TV and I saw a commercial for the Travel Channel Academy come on, which is a school that the Travel Channel had put together to teach people how to shoot and edit video, travel channel style. And I was like, this is like a dream come true. I want to travel and shoot video. Like who wouldn't want to do that? I totally was down with that. So I went and I took the, you know, the class and it was amazing and I loved it. And that turned into an opportunity to travel around Mexico, shooting a documentary in the summer of 2008. I spent the whole summer traveling around Mexico and loved every second of it. While I was there, not only did I learn a lot about production, but I also learned how to rock climb and how to surf. And it was just life changing. When I came back to Florida that September, I met with every production company within a 50 mile radius of where I was living. And I was like, Hey, who's hiring? What are you guys doing? I'm here. I want to work. I want to learn. And I was like, yeah, we're not doing anything. I was like, I'm out. I packed, put into storage or sold everything I owned in a matter of two weeks was gone. I was back in New York where I grew up. And um, a month after that, I had an internship with a documentary production company. And I just continued to work and grow in the industry here in New York City. And I worked as a video producer, editor, camera operator for a number of years. I've worked on projects for HBO, the Sundance Channel, Nick.com. And worked with people like Forrest Whitaker and Bono and Big Time Rush. And I just had an amazing time doing that. In things started to kind of shift around 2010. I started to see this need and this rise for online video. And I was like, hey guys, like, you know, everybody I was working with wanted to, you know, secure very high end, you know, clients who had lots of money to spend. And I was like, but what about all these other people who just like want video for their website or want to make YouTube videos? I was like, I can totally help them. So I started a production company in 2010 and I started working with, you know, uh, business owners and small business owners and entrepreneurs making video content for them. And I realized at that point, everybody had the same questions and concerns when it came to video. Like I want video, but I have no idea what kind of video I want. I don't know what to talk about. I'm personally not ready to represent my business on camera in front of the camera, you know, and I was like, all right, cool. I was like, I get it. I'm going to go back to the drawing board. And I started another company called the media prep group. And the media prep group was all about how to prepare yourself and your business to, um, for on camera and to how to present yourself in the media. And I teamed up with uh, a public speaking coach and a media trainer and I was hosting live events. And I was like, Eh, this business model is all wrong. I really want to leverage my experience and knowledge and be able to help people from all around the world, not just here locally. And right around that time, it was, I think, January, February of 2013. And that's when I discovered B-School. And I joined B-School in March of 2013. And I started my online business April 2013 and never looked back. That's an incredible story. Like, it's so cool. You know, most people are like, oh, I got this college degree and I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. So I decided to take a chance and open my own business. Or they, you know, studied something forever. They knew that's what they wanted to do. And they got into business and they sort of had all these transitions to get to where they are now. And both of those are really great. I always love hearing how entrepreneurs got where they are. But this was so cool. Like you did all of these like really amazing things and and really actually worked with like some incredible people to get into your field. I, I just think that's so neat. 
Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, an, it's been an amazing ride and I absolutely love what I do. I never feel like I'm working. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And that's just so awesome. And I think it's cool and, and interesting too, that you, you were working for such a great company and, and doing something you were passionate about, but you saw that need and you said, Hey, I can fill that. And so I love that you just kind of took that shot and said, you know, this is something that people really need that people really want. And I think I could be the person to help them. And so you just set off and started your own business and, or started your own production company and just did it without any question of whether or not you could. It was just like, Oh, I have the experience. I can help them. I got this. I love that. Yeah. I'm always like, you know, I'll figure it out. Yes. Figure it out. Yes. I like to look things at, I look, like to look at everything as an opportunity. Like I always say, it's not a mistake if you learn something from it. It's only a mistake if you don't learn something from it. Absolutely. And I talk all the time about, you know, taking risks and you just have to go for it. And I've always said, I'll always figure it out. I've said that a million times probably on this show alone. So I just, I love that. I love that mentality that you just, you know, believed in yourself enough. You knew that you could fill that need and that you had the experience and the ideas and could just help all of those people. And it's turned into a really great business for you. And I think entrepreneurs especially really need to be working on video content, right? Especially, you know, going into 2020, that's huge. So I, I think what you're doing is, is so impactful, especially right now. I, I know it always is, but especially right now, just, you know, with the industry going the way it's going, I think video content is super on the rise. And so if you're not on the boat, you're in trouble. Yeah. The race has begun. So if you're still at the starting line, you're way behind. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. Well, let's dive in because I know before we hopped on here, you said you could talk about this all day and I love that. <laughs> and so I, I could probably ask you a thousand questions. So we'll try to keep it, you know, to a decent size, but let's just dive in because I know our listeners are so going to want your advice on how to make their video content better. So I'd love to start off by just asking you, what is the biggest like problem area that you see with video content? You work with all these clients, you see all these entrepreneurs online. What's the biggest issue that you see come up over and over and over again, or the biggest mistake that you think people are making? Oh, there's so many. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it really just depends. So I think one of the major mistakes that I see is that people are doing it backwards. Meaning, you know, coming from a professional video production background, I can attest that I never ever showed up on set and they were like, we're just going to see what happens. Like that just doesn't, <laughs> that, that's not how it works, right? You know, there's preparation, there's planning, it's called pre-production. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes before the camera ever starts rolling. And I think that a lot of times people are just like, okay, video, I got to do it. And they just go running head first into, you know, all right, I'm just going to rip the bandaid off because this is already scary and I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm just going to do it. And they're winging it. And, and then they're like, oh my God, this is like so annoying. Like, why is it taking three hours to record a three minute video? And then don't work, you know, let's not even talk about editing that, that three hours of footage down into a three minute video. Cause you know, there was like a good take in there somewhere, but where the hell is it? Um, it's just, and that all comes from lack of planning. 
So I would say that is probably the number one mistake, lack of planning and preparation. Pre-production, planning, preparation is 60 to 65% of the process. And when you do it right, it's so easy. Yeah. Well, let's dive more into that. So pre-production, all the planning, all the strategy, what's your advice for that? Because I know when I started doing my first couple of videos, just even for YouTube or, you know, going live in my Facebook group or anything like that, I was like that. I was like, I don't know what to talk about, but I had all these things that I wanted to talk about. I just didn't know how to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And I definitely didn't have a plan. I would usually just sit down at random. I still do that sometimes. And I know that's a lot of entrepreneurs' problems mm-hmm. with video. And so what's your advice for, because I know a lot of the people listening, they want to have a plan. They want to have a strategy in place, but they don't really know what that even looks like. And, you know, we can sit down and plan out our Instagrams all day because we know what it's supposed to look like. We know what it's supposed to be, but I think a lot of people don't really understand what a video content strategy looks like. So can you just talk about that? Yes. Um, so specifically like with video content marketing, cause there's a bazillion different ways you can use video in your business, but like the most powerful and impactful way would be to use it for video content marketing so that you're using video to, you know, as an attraction, you know, attracting new people, attracting people to your list, you know, positioning yourself as an authority and an expert and, you know, all of these other good things. So step one with that, I actually have seven phases of business cinema that I teach my clients. The first one is primary principles. This is foundational. This is all about discovering your destination, right? Because if I tell you, you're going to need to drive across the country, but I don't give you a map (laughs) and I don't even tell you where you're starting, how are you ever going to get to where you want to go? So like this is fundamental. You need to know first where you want to go. And part of that where you want to go also means you need to know where you are right now. So I break this down in a couple of different ways. The first of which is the four pillars of pre-production, which are why, who, what, and how. And this, I tell people, like, if you don't know the answers to these four questions, put your camera down and walk away because you're just, you need to understand this stuff before you move forward. And I can, I'll break them down a little bit more. So first and foremost, why? This is where you want to start because if you don't understand why you're making video, why it's important for your business, then it's going to be difficult to remain focused and consistent when things get tough because video is a long-term strategy. And when you aren't seeing those results right away, you might be tempted to throw in the towel. So it's in these moments that you got to remind yourself why you're actually doing it. What is this big goal that you have and how does it tie back into the rest of your business plans? And this is also, you know, the start of where we start reverse engineering the process because if you don't know why, you don't know your goals, your objectives for while you're even using video, then it's going to be hard to reverse engineer those, right? So that's all about putting the X on the map, your why. Why are you doing it? And examples of this could be like, you want to generate more leads or grow your list, or you want to attract new people to your business or your brand, or you just want to like expand your reach or become more visible or just showcase yourself as the authority or the expert in your specific niche. Or it could just be to build trust with your audience and people get, give people the opportunity to see you and hear you and see your, your mannerisms and your body language and how you talk about what you talk about. And this is also a great way, I say this is a great way for attracting the right people and repelling the wrong people. Because we've all seen those people on video and you're like, that's not my person. 
Like the way that this person talks, how they talk about this stuff, like that's not my person. And then we've all seen those people who are like, that's my person. I can totally, like they use my same words, my language. They know what I'm, they know where I'm coming from. They're totally relatable. They're super awesome. Like they would be my best friend if I knew them in real life. And that's kind of like what you do with, with video content, how powerful that is because people are going to be like, oh my God, I feel like you're my best friend. The second part of this pillar is who. So who are those people who are, you want them to feel like you're their best friend and you're their go-to expert? So if you say everybody, you really mean nobody. <laughs> you really want to figure out like who's going to be watching, who's interested, who cares. And you really need to be you know, specific so that you can create content that resonates with that person. And this is, you know, you're, you're, you want to think about like, who is ideally the person you're creating the things that you have for sale for, because that's going to be the same person you're creating your video content for. Who is that person? What do they need to know? And then that brings us to what, which is what do they need to know? So you need to figure out like, what are their, what are their pain points? What are their problems? What keeps them up at night? And this is going to turn into what you actually talk about. and if you're having trouble, think about the things that you have for sale and reverse engineer that. Like what kind of questions should people be asking that would get them interested in the things that you have for sale? And then, you know, I usually like to do a quick brain download and just jot down all of the different ideas I have around this. Like everybody is an expert in what they're an expert in. There is no other you. There's nobody else who's going to approach it the way that you approach it or talk about it the way that you talk about it or has that same experience that you have. So you're bringing something unique to the conversation, even if there are 10,000 other people who are talking about the same thing. So don't feel like you can't talk about something because so-and-so is talking about that. Well, who cares? They're not going to talk about it the way you talk about it. And you bring something different to the table. So use your own uniqueness and your own experience to determine what those things are and how you want to talk about them. Don't be afraid to have opinions. You don't really want to be on the fence when it comes to creating content. You want to create things that are compelling and, and um, magnetizing. So have opinions and have something to say. The last part of this four, the four pillars of pre-production, which is the most important part is how. Because if you know the other three things, but you don't know how you're going to actually get it done, what happens is you don't do it. You just kind of stay stuck and you just kind of talk in theory and you procrastinate plan and, you know, all of these things. So how, what, and how meaning like what equipment do you have? You want to like take, you know, note of everything that you have. And I guarantee you have a camera within four feet of you right now, um, either on your mobile device, your computer whatever. You have one, so that's not an excuse. Don't think that you need all the fancy stuff because you don't. That's a mindset issue and a block. You can start with what you have and upgrade as you go. The next thing is like, how are you going to edit the, the videos? Like, Do you have an editing program that you're going to use? Do you know how to edit? Do you want to learn how to edit? Or do you have a budget to hire that out? So that's the other thing you want to think about, your financial budget. Are you planning to outsource any part of the process? Are you going to hire a VA, a graphic designer, a videographer, or you know somebody like me to help you plan and strategize your video content um, marketing action plan or development, your video content development? So you need to figure out how much money you have to invest in this and you know what you want to spend it on. The other thing you want to budget is your time because you know maybe you have a lot of you know, things in the fire and you don't necessarily have the same amount of time as somebody who is focusing specifically on this as your, their marketing plan. 
You know, so you want to take into consideration how much time do you have so then you can plan accordingly. The thing I love about all of this advice is I think you're really helping people recognize how much time is supposed to go into before you even hop on camera. And I know you said that earlier that pre-production is the majority of the time, but I just think so many people don't realize that. Exactly. And so I think, and I, I think you're absolutely right with what you said earlier that, you know, if you're not planning, if you're not strategizing and you're just hopping on there saying whatever, then, you know, it's not going to work the way you want it to work. But I love that you broke down this advice. You gave everybody things to think about, things to plan out, things to really look for. But at the same time, it really proves that that pre-production, that whole time before you even, you know, put the camera up to your face and say what you want to say is the biggest part. And it is the part you need to put probably the most focus on. A thousand percent. It is. It's so important because I mean, otherwise you're just making videos for the sake of making videos and, you know, crossing your fingers and hoping they work and people watch them. And then when you get frustrated that it doesn't work and you're like, uh, why does everybody know something I don't know? Like, it's not that it's just, it's, it's pre-production, it's planning. Yeah. And I think too, you know, we talk about having a strategy, having a plan, you know, really sitting down and planning things out for every other area of our business. You know, we plan out our social media posts, we plan out our marketing, we, you know, really hone in on who our ideal client is. And we do all of these worksheets and ask all of these questions. And we do all of this for every other aspect of our business. So why assume that you don't need to do it for your video content? I mean, it makes perfect sense that you would need to sit down and really plan all of these things out and really strategize with, okay, well, who do I want listening? Well, what do Mm -hmm. I want them to get out of it? Well, Mm -hmm. why do I want them to get this out of it? What can I offer, you know, that is different from what everybody else is doing or has a different spin or, you know, whatever, why do they need it right now in this season that they're in? And so, you know, I think, and I'm, I'm super guilty of not doing this. So I'm one to talk, but, but I, I at least recognize that I'm wrong in it. I think we, so many of us, we sit down and we're like, well, I kind of know what I'm going to talk about. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's good enough. And if anybody listens, then I'm thankful. And yeah, you're thankful for anybody who's willing to tune in, but if they're not the, the right people, like you said, then they're not going to buy what you're selling or they're, they're not going to get as much out of it as you Mm -hmm. wanted your audience to get out of it. So I think the planning is just really crucial. A thousand percent. Yeah. Well, now can we just talk about what is your advice for once you do get on camera? Because I know, you know, like you said earlier, so many people are like, well, I don't know what to talk about or I'm scared or, you know, whatever. And I think so many people really get stopped up on making video content because they're just genuinely afraid to be in front of the camera. So what's your advice for number one, how to feel more comfortable on camera, but number two, how to make the videos actually look better on camera? Are there certain tips that we should keep in mind and, and things like that? Yeah. Tons. So, you know, I personally, you know, despite my professional background, when I transitioned to the front of the camera, because I was majority, you know, made, you know, the majority of my time spent in professional video production was behind the camera. I wasn't in front of the camera. 
And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what it's like. It's going to be awesome. And it's totally easy. And I did it. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is crazy. I am having an out-of-body experience where I'm sweating. I'm my, I could see myself standing on the sideline like, what are you even saying? Nobody's going to listen to you. Who are you to even be talking about any of this? Like having a total like breakdown in my office while I'm trying to record my video content. And I was just like, I'm going to lock myself in here and keep recording until I don't feel like this anymore. And that's literally what I did. I, I locked myself in my office and I just started recording video after video after video. And through the process, I had an epiphany. And I realized that the feelings that I was feeling inside, this nervousness, this anxiousness, uncomfortable feeling was not something that I wanted to be negative. And I turned it into something positive. And I turned it into, this is what it feels like to grow from the inside out because I'm doing something I've never done before. And it's making me very uncomfortable because I don't know how it's going to be received. I'm afraid you know, that people are going to think I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm putting all this pressure and, and you know, going super internal and ha- like, what do people make fun of me? And like, what if this? And what if that? And what if I mess up one of my words? And what if it's not perfect? The biggest mistake. It does not have to be perfect. People can't relate to perfection. And I, this is all stuff I realize by experience, by going through it. In order to get to the other side of this video fear tunnel, you have to go through the tunnel. I know you're looking in, you're like, damn, it looks scary in there. It's like bad. There could be bats and spiders and I don't know what else is going on in there. But in order to get to the other side, you have to walk through. You have to you know, put yourself in that position. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable because that's what's going to move you forward. So confidence on video comes from experience. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. And then it's like fun. And then you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I was ever scared of this. This is crazy. I quit. It's like anything else. Like I'm not going to go out tomorrow and run a marathon. I am nowhere near ready to do that. I have to go out and I have to run a couple of miles every day and build up to that, you know, marathon distance and videos the same way. It's a, it's a long-term, it's a long strategy. And in order to overcome those fears that you have of being there and being in that position, you just have to continually to do it, continue to do it. The other thing is like, don't be afraid to fail. Like this idea that failure is negative is wrong. Embrace your failures as opportunities to learn and do better. A couple other things that I think helped me was, you know, just taking the pressure off of myself. Stop thinking about me and start thinking about the person who I want to help. Because I knew like I had a lot to give. And if I didn't get over myself, the person out there who was waiting for me to give them that information was the one who was going to lose. And I actually have a sticky note on my computer that I look at every day that says, I am here to change lives. Don't give up on those people. And people are waiting for you to show up in only the way that you can. Don't give up on those people. I love that. And first of all, I have sticky notes all over my computer too. So, um, but I love what you said about, you know, you wouldn't go out and run a marathon because people always say it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I think that really applies to what we're talking about. You really have to think about the long term and plan for the long game and not just say, okay, well, I'm going to post this one video today that I just sort of 
you know, I knew what I was talking about, but I didn't, and I didn't really plan for it. And I, it was just very spontaneous, but I think it's good enough. And I'm going to post it at this really random time and then not post another video for two months. That's a terrible plan. And you know, you're not going to grow your audience, grow your list, get more leads, whatever your goal is. You're not going to do it with one video. Yeah. You might grow it a little bit, but whatever your goal is, you're not going to meet your goal with one video. And I think so often people think that videos are going to be like their magic ticket. And they're like, I'm going to make this one video and it's going to go viral and everybody's mm-hmm. going to share it and they're going to love it. And I'm going to reach three of my goals just with this one video. And that rarely is the case. And so I, I do think it's definitely a marathon, not a sprint. I'm glad you mentioned that. And I'm not even going to get into the part about failure because I could just talk about that all day long. That's like my go-to thing to talk about when I speak and stuff. So I I won't even get into that, but I 100% agree with that part because I I think with anything new, it's always going to be scary. And if you don't try, you can't possibly expect to get better at it. So I love that you mentioned that you just had to you know, learn from experience and do it over and over and over again until it becomes fun. Because I think, I think that pretty much applies to anything. I think you're never going to like it until you've done it a thousand times and failed a thousand ways. And, you know, you're thinking I can't possibly fail at this any differently than I already have. That's when it starts (laughs) to become fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm going to kind of throw this at you and I don't even know if you have an answer for this, but that's okay. Um, Do you, I know you said you can start with anything, you know, you probably have a camera on your phone, on your computer, you know, whatever. So that's not an excuse. You can start with anything you've got, but for those people who really want to get serious about video content, they really want, you know, better tools, better equipment. They want to edit their own videos. They want to do whatever. Are there any tools, you know, or specific equipment or, just certain things you would recommend that you think really help make video content better that you would recommend that they look into and purchase? Yes. Um, I say, you know, if that's your goal and you're not using this as a block, like you're not using the fact that you don't have a, you know, the quote unquote right equipment to move forward. And you're really, you know, looking to upgrade what you have because you want your videos to be on par with the rest of your brand. First and foremost, Audio. Audio is super important. If people are a lot less forgiving of bad audio, so if it doesn't look visually like, you know, what you want it to look like, it was shot in a studio with professional cameramen and lights and stuff like that, you know, um, that's totally fine. But audio needs to be crisp. It needs to be clear. People need to hear what you're saying. Because a lot of times people will put videos on, but they will only listen to them. So first and foremost, if you want to make any upgrade, upgrade the audio. Do not rely on any internal audio. So if I'm using my smartphone, I have a Rode SmartLav. If I'm using my computer webcam, I'm using my Blue Yeti mic. I'm not relying on the mic from the computer. Oh, the other thing, I say like there's a professional triangle. There's three things you want to focus on to kind of up-level your video. The first one is audio. The second one is lighting. And you can use a window, you know, you want to take advantage of natural light if you can't afford to buy like a ring light or soft boxes or LEDs or stuff like that. You know, take advantage of actual daylight and stand in front of a window and just have that 
light your face softly so that you don't look like you're filming in a dungeon or, um, you know, having the light behind you or on the side of you kind of competes with, um, the, you know, with you and you don't want to look like you're shooting a horror movie. <laughs> you don't want to look like you're in the witness protection program. So really like brighten yourself up, you know, take advantage of that natural light. Um, the last component of that is graphics. So when you go to edit your video, just adding in a couple of little simple graphics. And I have some tutorials on my YouTube channel about how to add in graphics using Canva. Like you can make still graphics in Canva and then bring those over to your videos. And I have not only the video on how to make them in Canva, but then how to put them into your video, how to edit them into your video if you want to do that. So adding, you know, those couple of touches, but better audio, better lighting and graphics will immediately upgrade the look of your video without you having to spend a ton of money on, you know, fancy quote unquote fancy equipment. I love that. Great advice. Great tips. I 100% agree with the audio because I'm a podcaster, obviously. So I think that's huge. But yeah, I think I, I feel like that's what stops a lot of people is they really want to get serious, but they're like, I don't even know what I need to buy or what I need to have. Or, you know, there's so many options out there and, you know, they're, they're scared to spend a lot of money on a fancy yeah. camera or a fancy mic or, um, editing software or any of those things. And then not like it or be really bad at it totally. or not get a good response from their audience. So I love that you mentioned a few things that really aren't going to cost you anything or they're going to be very inexpensive because I think there's a fine line between, well, I want to get serious about this thing, but I don't want to go broke trying to get serious about this thing. Sure. So I, I love that you mentioned those. I think those were really great. Well, something I want to add to that, Haley, is if you do want to invest in something, my, my advice always, because people are like, what about this camera? I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't talk on things I don't have personal experience with. So if I haven't personally used it and I don't have anything intelligent to say about it, I mean, I'm just, I, you know, I don't, and that's, I'm sorry, but that's, it is what it is. So what I tell people is whatever you're going to buy, make sure you can return it if you don't like it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, that's really smart. And I'm, I'm the same way. I, I know what I think is good. And so, you know, especially like as a podcaster, people ask me all the time, like, what kind of mic do you use? And so I'm constantly like, well, here's what I've used yeah. and my experience with these. And then to throw in one or two more, here's what I've heard about these things, but I don't have personal experience with that. They just seem really good to me as a podcaster. I've heard great things, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so I, I totally agree that I, I'm usually not one to recommend anything I haven't tried myself. So I think that's a great tip is just, you know, make sure you're able to return it because it might not work out. Yeah. Or, or get a free trial. You know, there's things that you can use kind of for free or, you know, maybe have a monthly subscription and you can just, you know, try it out for the first month, see if you like it, see if it works for you, you know, before you go, you know, go start investing in all the stuff that you then don't use, don't know how to use. That's the other thing. Like, I think people like are like, Oh, I buy all the fancy stuff. And they're like, but geez, I don't know how to use any of this stuff. And then that becomes the thing that holds them back. Like I have all this fancy stuff, but I don't know how to use it. Mm, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's about taking that action and getting started. And then you, once you get comfortable with the stuff that you're already using, then you move up to the next level. Yeah. And I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Cause you can almost jump in a little too much Yeah, in the beginning. I've you seen know, it happen. Yeah. <laughs> if you have zero 
experience with video content. You have zero experience editing. You have zero experience with, you know, high tech equipment and you go buy the fanciest mic and the fanciest camera and this really professional editing software, you're kind of going to be screwed because I mean, you literally went and jumped in the deep end when you have zero idea how to swim. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. Just dive in with what you have, get your feet wet. And then if you like it, if you feel like you could get better at it, then maybe, you know, up your game just a little bit, really focus on making the audio better, get a nice mic, exactly. focus on the lighting, you know, all those things. And then if you want to dive in even more, go buy the really fancy camera and a better mic and the heavy editing software and learn how to use all of those things. Exactly. You got to, you got to wade in. <laughs> don't just, yeah. don't just dive headfirst into the deep end. Something you said earlier and, and a point that I wanted to make, and it was about like the mic and the audio. And I think that, you know, if you can't invest, you know, one of the things that it made me think of was like, yeah, you buy all this like fancy mics and this and that, but it's not about the mic per se. It's about what you're saying into the mic. So if you can't afford to make all these upgrades, at least, you know, make sure that you're upgrading the value that you're sharing and, and making those upgrades with the content and the quality of the content. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, you said earlier, people are less forgiving with bad audio. And I think that's a hundred percent true, but I also think at the same time, if you are really truly providing the content, the value, the advice that they need to hear right then, and you're the one saying what they've been looking for, obviously you want to have great audio. I'm a huge advocate for that. So I'm not saying like, oh, it can be awful and they'll still listen. They probably won't. But, you know, you mentioned earlier that it's never going to be perfect and people don't relate to perfect. So I think just keeping that in the forefront of your mind too and remembering that as long as you're really providing the value and the content that they need, people are going to be a little more forgiving of, well, the audio is good enough, you know, for me to listen to. There's not a bunch of background noise and all that, but you can tell she didn't have a professional mic or, well, the video doesn't look great, but I really just need to hear what she's saying. You know, they will be more forgiving of those things when you're the one providing the value they really need. So I, I do think you said that earlier about it, it'll never be perfect. I think mm -hmm. just remembering that people don't relate to perfect. They don't necessarily want you to be perfect, but just giving it your best shot and your best shot is not, like you said, sitting in a dark closet, trying to <laughs> with one light and recording directly into your phone with no little mic or anything and no plan. I mean, that's not your best shot. Your best shot is really giving it everything you've got, planning it out, strategizing, and really trying to do your best. But if it's not perfect, it is okay. Yes. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people look at people who are doing it now and have been doing it for years and they're comparing their now to their years into it. And don't do that. Like if you go back and I, Marie Forleo is like my favorite example of this. If you go back and you look at her first videos because she's come so far. Yes. <laughs> she started recording with her laptop on her sofa in her apartment. Like it doesn't get much more than that. And now she has a studio and a professional crew and a stylist and hair and makeup and, you know, all of these things. That didn't start from day one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, I love Marie Forleo. So I love that example, but yeah, I've, 
I've heard people talk so much about, well, her videos are amazing and her videos are this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I've seen some of her first videos. Like they look like my videos and they were not that good. But you know, she, and the one thing she mentions that I'll just kind of say really quick, just to add on to that is she talks about consistency. Yes. Was the important thing for her. I've heard her say it several times. I was just going to say that if that wasn't the point that you were making, I was going to say the difference is she never stopped. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's crucial. You know, like you said earlier, it didn't start out as fun. I just, I kept at it. I learned from experience until it became fun. I got over that fear. And I think that's 100% what you have to do. You've got to keep planning, keep strategizing, keep trying, just keep doing it over and over and over again. Keep showing up for your audience because they'll watch you grow. They'll watch you learn. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, a couple months from now, a couple years from now, whenever they'll be talking about you, the way we're sitting here and talking about Marie Forleo, (laughs) they'll be like, look how far she's come. I go back and watch her first videos just to know that there's hope for me. Like (laughs) that person. So, you know, I, I think, we could sit here all day and talk about not giving up, but I think that that's what it boils down to. Just keep at it. Don't give up. It's not going to ever be perfect, but it's definitely not going to start perfect. So, you know, just like you said earlier, start with what you have, give it your best shot and just do what you can. Yes. Well, I think this has been an amazing conversation. I know we could probably keep talking about this all day long. I probably have so many more questions I could ask you. This is probably a good stopping point. So I just, I think this has been amazing. I think it's going to be so helpful for our audience. But since it's the end of the episode, I do have a fun little lightning round that I always ask my guests. So are you ready? Ready. All right, let's do it. What is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? (laughs) You know, I wish it was something like, oh, I meditate or I write in my journal, Um, but it's not. The first thing (laughs) I usually do is I, well, I pick up my phone and I know that's awful. It's the first thing I do. It's, that's the truth. I pick up my phone and I either check the weather or I look at Instagram. Like the, it's like the worst. I have the worst morning routine. (laughs) 100% exactly what I do. So don't even feel bad, but I think it's so funny. We always get, it's, it's about half and half on this yeah. show. Half the people have this amazing morning routine and I'm like, you're making me look so bad right now. I hate it because they, like you said, they meditate, they journal, they go for, you know, a walk or a run or their workout or whatever. They drink these smoothies or have this <laughs> breakfast and I'm like, God, you make me look awful. And then there's the other half that are exactly like me. And they're like, I check my phone. It's so bad, but I do it. And I'm like, it's not bad. We all do it. Like, let's just admit, we all check our phone as soon as we get up. That's the world (laughs) that we live in. It's okay. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. What is the last book that you read? Oh, Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo. I actually just released a video book review. No way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. We we're just talking about her. That's amazing. I haven't read it yet, but I am dying to read it. It looks so, so good. good. Yeah. So good. I love her. So it looks amazing. All right. What is one thing that you recommend to everybody? So this can be an item, a service that you use. It can be a product, whatever you want. 
but something that you feel like everybody has to have? Kajabi. Kajabi. Good one. I love Kajabi. I've been, I'm a founding member of Kajabi 2.0. I've been on Kajabi since back in 2015. And can I tell you, like they are a phenomenal company and I, I, it's an integral part of my business. I wouldn't be able to run my business without it today. It's my email marketer. It's my landing page. It's my website. You know, it's all of the things for me and the company itself goes above and beyond you know, when I say above and beyond for me, let me tell you some of the things that they've done that have been above and beyond for me. I, you know, unfortunately had someone who, who passed away in my life. And when the team of, when, when Kajabi team heard about it, they sent me flowers with a personal note. Um, When I had my baby in April of 2018, they sent flowers to the hospital. Like that's the kind of company they are. That's amazing. And I know I personally haven't used Kajabi, but I've always heard such amazing things. And I know there's probably somebody listening right now who's been debating making the switch. So you may have just swayed somebody. Do it. It's so amazing. (laughs) And if you have questions, I'm always happy and down. I actually have like a 20 minute spot on my calendar for anybody who wants to talk about Kajabi because I'm also a proud affiliate. There you go. There you go. Yes. Love it. Awesome. All right. Last question. What is either your favorite quote or the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Oh, there's been so many. (laughs) You know what? This is a perfect way to end this because this is the way I end all of my videos with my own quote. (laughs) Sorry, is that tacky? Um, No, go for it. (laughs) It is, remember, you are someone's reason to smile, so don't give up. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. And I think, I think that ties in really, really well with our conversation. I really do. Cause I think, you know, video content can be really, really powerful and you never know who's watching. So don't give up, keep don't at give it. Up. Somebody out there is waiting for you and you are their reason to smile today. So don't give up. Oh, I love that so much. That was a good one. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. What's your website, your social media? Give them all the places. Sure. So my website is hollygstudios.com and I hang out all the socials, Holly G Studios. I like to hang out on YouTube, obviously, Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. And you were telling me before the show about a uh, product that you sell that yeah. that would be good for our audience. Tell them about that. Sure. Absolutely. It's the business cinema production planner, and it is six of my seven phases of the business cinema process in a planner. Like, cause I am a total planning dork. I love planning. I've always loved planning and it just blends so nicely into what I do with video and production. You really need to, you know, have come at it from a planning perspective So duh, it was a no brainer to create my own planner. So I have those for sale on my website. They are digital version right now. I am coming out with a physical version in 2020. So stay tuned for that. But in the meanwhile, I have a digital version and you can download that. And I also have live monthly calls. So if you have questions about anything or you need help planning, I am here and happy to help. Love it. Yes. And we will link that in the show notes. So, you know, if you're working on video content, if you really want to get serious about it, Holly's your girl. So go grab that product from her. I guarantee you're going to love it because I've 
just what I've seen from Holly has already been amazing. So go check her out for sure. Well, Holly, thank you so much. And I, I really mean it. Thank you for just giving up some of your time, sharing all your wisdom. I'm really excited for our audience to hear this episode because I know, like I said in the beginning, video content is just a pain point for some people. And it's it's scary. It's not something that a lot of us have all done before. And so I know they're just going to get so much out of the tips and the advice that you offered up today. So I just really appreciate you and, and thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you so much, Ellie. I'm like beaming over here and silent clapping. <laughs> well, ladies, that's it for this time. But don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show. So if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast. Then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your Females on Fire apparel. Get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females on Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.